0: Father, you are a good and holy God, one who deserves our prayers and affections and desires. Lord, we are so grateful for bringing the church in this room. I pray, oh God, that you would move in every heart and in every mind, that we would see see you as great and glorious, and that you would be lifted very, very high. Lord, I... I ask by your Holy Spirit that you would touch every mind, remove every distraction, help us to focus in on that which you have for us. I know it's great. Help us, oh God, to worship you in all things. For we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I was uh, in a room with a person that I dearly, dearly love. And... um, they had, he, had just gone through a divorce. Anybody who's ever gone through a divorce knows it's, it's like losing a leg. It's it's awful. Um, and by the way, I know some of you are here, um, and that's a consideration for you. Um, well, I was talking to him, and uh, he said, "You know what, Edwin." It was terrible how this ended. I had chosen her because she had particular particular qualities that I wanted. And I got those qualities from her, but and then my agenda changed. Like he he married her because she was very dependable, she was good mom material. She was, you know, faithful, and she was focused. She was just, like, you know, she had all these qualities that would be fantastic for a family. But his agenda changed. And now he wanted uh, someone that she was not. He wanted her to dress in a particular way. He wanted... And as I continued on in the conversation... I realized that the reason that everything fell apart for him was because he could, not, he could not submit his agenda into the marriage. He wanted the marriage to submit to his agenda. Today we're going to talk about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that we come to God with an agenda. We want God to fit our agenda. Maybe it was the way you were raised. Maybe it it was what you heard. But there's a sense where we want God to react to us, to respond to us, to give us what we want. We want God to fit our agenda. And if that doesn't happen, sometimes divorce does. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you went to church for years. Maybe as a little kid. Maybe as a young adult. You pursued God with great passions. And then God did not get on your program. God did not do what you wanted him to do. God was not a dutiful servant that did your bidding. Things happened, and it didn't go the way you wanted it to. I think we all get to that point at some point in our walk with Christ. We, we come to God, and maybe you come to God, I don't know, and, and many of us come to God, and our ideas about how our relationship with God are totally skewed. We think, okay... God, everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to be good. I'm never going to get sick. Everything is going to go well. I'll never be broke. I'll, never, I'll always, you know, my family will always be unified. Everything will go just like I planned. And, and then there's something in us that says there should be more. To this Christian walk. There should be something more. And so we get tired of principles without power. Of We get tired of hope without help. We get tired of prayer without potency. We get tired of religion without reassurance. We get tired and we turn from the only one who could make sense of it all. See, the problem of the gentleman with his marriage and the problem with us sometimes in our relationship with Christ is an issue of agenda. We want God to get on our agenda. God, we want you To be on our plan, co-sign our contract, go with our way of living, just be quiet and help when you can. Have you ever felt like that? Am I the only one who goes through this stuff? the reason that we live such powerless lives when god says there's all this power to be had the reason that we the reason that you find that your marriage is not where you wish it would be the reason that you get depressed and the reason listen the reason that you don't walk with power is because listen to me there's an agenda issue and we're trying to get god on our agenda. And if we don't get God on our agenda, we threaten Him, don't we? If God doesn't you know what God, if you're not gonna get on it, I won't you know what I do? I just won't go to church. That's that I'll show you. I won't go to church. Or some of us are even more severe. God, if you don't change this, I'll go back to using. God, if you don't if you don't flip this around I'll go back to my comfort sins. I don't know what yours are. Is it eating too much at night? Is it found at the bottom of a bottle? Is it on a corner that someone sells it? I mean, I don't know. What? what how do you spell relief? But God doesn't want you to try to squeeze Him in a box. To make him do what you want him to do. We've all experienced this. Maybe you've come to Christ and thought, you know, you know what, God, now that I'm with you, I won't relapse anymore. And you're four into your walk with Christ and you're wondering, God, you're supposed to be about my agenda. Maybe you thought that your health would change or the health of a loved one would change you understand what i mean by that right you love them and you're just like god you got to change this you got to do this and it's and you feel so drained and you feel so empty and you're coming to church, but it's like the, the songs don't have a melody. The sermons don't make sense. The prayers don't get heard. God, would you, would you just get on my agenda? If you would just get on my agenda, I would do anything you ask. Maybe you thought that when you came to Christ, your children would turn around, right? Right? that they would just stop going in that wrong direction, that they would stop pursuing that sin, that they would, no, I, I don't know. It's God, you've got to change them. You've got to change them. If you don't change them, maybe you thought that God would answer your prayer, and it was a good prayer. It wasn't a bad prayer. It was a good prayer. It was a healthy prayer, but it didn't seem like it came, at least not the answer that you wanted. Maybe you thought your marriage would get healed and you're sitting here like my friend, feeling like you got a leg cut off. The marriage isn't getting better or didn't get better. Maybe. Maybe you have emotional stuff. Depression, anxiety, fears. maybe it's just all so overwhelming I want you to know that today we're going to talk about the answer for that problem that if you listen in you will have Christ with power that if you listen in listen to me that there is a walk in Christ that you might have never dreamed of even if your circumstances don't change. God knows that you and I have a propensity to try to put Him on our agenda. He knows that we try to get God to do our will. And that the more that we try to do that, the more pain is is filling our lives, the more discouragement we experience the more God feels distant. The Bible knows this about me and you. Knows that you and I have a desire to put God on our agenda. And God knows. And so He put this principle that we're about to speak about, He put it so many places in the Bible. God wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants you and I to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, there'll be strength for the discouragement. There'll be hope for the hard times. There'll be passion when everything around us seems bland. There'll be patience. In the difficulty. There'll be long suffering during the sickness. Listen to me. God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But before I go on, I've got to sort of give a disclaimer. Today's message is for Christians. It's for people who have surrendered their lives to Christ. The people whom God is the boss of their body. And if God is not the boss of your body, what I'm speaking about is foreign. Listen to me. If God is not the Lord of your life, what I'm speaking about will be foreign to you. And when I say God, I don't mean the God that you've invented. I mean the God of the Bible. Jesus Christ Oh, I have a great relationship with God. Listen, listen, here's, here's, here's a question for you. If you have a great relationship with God, where does God disagree with you on something? Nothing? <laughs> then we've just discovered something, haven't we? If God doesn't disagree with you on anything in your life, then we've just discovered who your real God is. If God God disagrees, I shh, man, listen. <laughs> I want things to go a particular way. You understand what I'm saying, right? I want things, and God says, "No, Edwin, I don't want you to go that way." <laughs> Surely you agree with this? I got a verse. You gotta agree with this, right? No, Edwin, you're going about this in the wrong way. If God if you, God never disagrees with you, then you're God. Is invented. If you want to see who your God is, just look in the mirror. God cannot be put on our agenda. If we are going to be filled with the Spirit, we're going to have to get on His. So, God is going to give us scriptures that we're going to read, and today we're going to read about what it means to be put on God's agenda. I want to, we have a, a, a tradition. And the reason that we have this tradition, don't stand up yet, we, re, the reason that we have this tradition is because God is great. And so we want to honor the God of the word. So what we do is we stand in holy reverence, recognizing that God is an awesome God. And the words that we're hearing are not from man, but from God. If you don't have your Bible with you, in your bulletin, there's a, a, there's a what do you call it, a sermon map. And um, inside your bulletin, you'll be able to follow along. If, you're, if that's not good enough for you or, if, you know, you missed on one, we'll have them put up on the screen. But we're going to stand in reverence to God. Respect to Him. Because it's so awesome, His Word. Okay. We're going to read Acts chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. Although we're really going to be focusing on verses 6 to 8. I want you to get the context. I never want you to just kind of go and take a verse out of the Bible and make it mean what you say. I want you to understand context means everything. So I want you to be able to see it completely. Acts chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. I'll read. After his suffering, the his suffering is Jesus. After Jesus' suffering, he, that is Jesus, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. May God bless the hearing and the reading of his word. Please be seated. Let me give you some background. This is really important. What's going on is that Luke, Luke wrote two books. This is kind of a sequel, right? And we're kind of used to sequels, right? Um, right uh, how many people here love that um, twilight series right it's just one sequel after another anybody here a fan of that right there's like yeah every girl in the building right yeah yeah and a couple of you guys all right you're out of the closet okay so um so here's the deal so here's the here's the deal we're used to sequels luke wrote two books huge portion of the new testament one is called the the book of luke the gospel according to luke and then he picks up where he left off in the Acts of the Apostles. It's really the Acts of Jesus through the Apostles or the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. But that's the book that he's writing. And so Luke is like a historian of the first class. He, He is writing down what happened. Not a fairy tale. He's writing down what's true, what happened. And so Luke... Um, after, picks up sort of where he left off, and in verse 3 he says, after his suffering that we just read, he showed himself to these men, the apostles, and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. Look at me. Let me tell you something. It, it, it's funny that he goes, I, I found it kind of redundant that he would show themselves, he showed him themselves, he revealed himself to them, and then he gave them many convincing proofs. I would think just showing himself is a convincing proof enough, right? Weren't you done? A few days ago, because I don't, as far as I know, dead guys don't get up. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was not only, but, but here's what, here's, so here, Luke, listen to me, God's a genius. And listen to me, he was trying to help us understand that this wasn't a ghost. This was, this not, this was not a phantasm. This was not a, uh, and I know that some of you grew up thinking, oh yeah, Jesus, you know what? Jesus is raised in my heart, or Jesus, yeah, he got, yeah, spiritually, he got up from the grave. That's not what Luke is saying. He's saying over and over again, he gave them proof that he came. This was not some uh, 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 group psych, uh, like sort of psychosis where they just all sort of thought that they saw yeah. the Messiah. No, no, no. He showed up. He ate. Ghosts don't eat. He cooked. Ghosts don't cook. He taught ghosts don't teach, you know. So he did all these things, and he gave them many convincing proofs. Maybe played catch with them, I don't know. But, <laughs> but he was with them for a good period of time. And he made, he made it certain that they could understand that he had bodily resurrected. Many, uh, he appeared to them over a period of how many days? 40 days. So this is not a one-time appearance. This is over 40 days, over a month, and spoke about the kingdom of God. So that was the lessons that he was giving. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, again, another proof that he rose bodily from the dead. While he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Now, here's the deal. The the Father promised, and Jesus talked about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here's the problem. You can't come to Christ without the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? You can't even be in this church. unless. Listen, if you have an inkling of a desire for God, that doesn't come from you. That comes from God wooing you, leading you, attracting you. The, The proof that God exists. The proof that God exists, you go, but I don't know if God loves me. Listen, the fact that you're within the sound of my voice, the fact that you are listening to this on the podcast or hearing this on your car CD, the fact that you're sitting in this room is proof that God wants to draw you to himself. Now, Luke is talking about people who have received Christ as their Lord, who worship him as God. So why would they have to receive the Holy Spirit? Why would they have to come... And get the Holy Spirit. Because listen to me. Because there is something more. There's something more. And he doesn't want us to miss it. And he tells them, wait. And they go, but we've you know, we received that. The Holy Spirit has drawn us to you. The Holy Spirit has changed our hearts. The Holy Spirit has helped us to be, uh, transformed us. And we're born again. And he says, wait, there's power to come. There's power to come. Power you don't know about yet. Power for a purpose. Not power so that you could do your agenda. Not power so that you could... Listen, listen, none of that. No, no, no. Power to do what only God can help you to do. For John... And, and, so, and so now Jesus is like speaking. He's on, almost on a roll. For John baptized with water. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. For John dunked immersed, submerged people in water. But you will be dunked, submerged, drowned in the Holy Spirit. There's a power that's going to come from God. And God, it's going to be overwhelming. It's going to be all around you. Ever been underwater? It's like that. It's like everywhere. Praise God. So when they met together... I want you to listen to this next verse. Did you just hear what Jesus just said about... So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Okay, let me go back to verse 5, because there's a little disparity between the thoughts here, right? Um, verse 4 says, Wait... The gift that my father promised is coming, and it's coming soon. And you know what? You know, John baptized with water, but I'm telling you, you're going to be drowning in God. You're going to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. You're going to be filled, surrounded by God, and he's going to give you power to do what you can't do. Woo! What do you want to know? Um, Israel, uh, when are you going to restore Israel. Did you? Sometimes I get that with my children. Do you ever get that? I, they, go, they go, Pa, can we have some ice cream? And I go, sweetie, sweetie, I want you to grow up healthy. I don't want you to have to struggle with uh, diet or weight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a habit in you so that you could grow up healthy and strong and have great endurance to do whatever God wants you to do does that mean that you're not going to buy me the ice cream? (laughs) You missed the point. They missed the point. They missed the point. Come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here. They were too busy with their own agenda. And they were too busy trying to get God to do what they wanted him to do come here come here come here if you're living a powerless life you're asking God to restore Israel and he's offering you the power of God I have to help you to understand why they did that and why that hiccup is there. And I couldn't get over this verse 6. This whole sermon was supposed to be about verse 8. You will and you know, and when the Holy Spirit comes, I couldn't through my studies get past this verse 6. God wouldn't let me. I just. These, these guys, these Jewish boys that Jesus is speaking to have been under the thumb of Roman rule and their whole life they've been waiting for the messiah and they've been looking towards the messiah they've given up everything their fishing business their sin their 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 all their creature comforts, they've given it to follow Jesus so he can give them what they want. That Jerusalem, Israel, will be not under the thumb of Rome, but will be its own sovereign power. That God will rule and reign. That they won't have the oppressive authority of Jerusalem. It's all they dreamed about. It's all they wanted in life. And, and Jesus is about to go. And that's the only question. Because it's the only thing that matters to them. I'm not talking about non-Christians. I'm talking about people who love Jesus. Couldn't see the gift of God. Because their whole life, all they want. This is all I want. God, if you would just give me this. I will serve you forever. Forever. God, just make them clean. Just listen. Just make her clean. Make them clean. I'll do whatever you want. I'll do. I'll just. I'll serve in the church. I'll do whatever you want. Just make them clean. God, would, God, would you help me to get over this disease? You know, the the doctor says that the the count is going down and the virus is going up and that the sick. I'm getting weaker. And just, listen, if you gave me more, I would serve you. God, would you, would you help her? to turn away from cheating on me and just be faithful and loyal to me. If you just do that, I'd be the happiest guy in the world. I'll serve you forever. God, if you just, just pay the rent, just pay the bills, I don't want to be homeless. If you just give me the financial blessing, I'll never leave. an agenda that you have and if you're focused on that agenda no wonder we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, no wonder we can't we can't even get through the discouragements of the day it's because so I was thinking of how to illustrate this and these this is like our, these little sort of Christmas ornaments ornaments they represent, they represent our dreams, and they're good dreams. I'm not talking about bad dreams. They're good dreams. This vase here, it represents our life. And so, in our lives, we just say, God, just make them better. They're sick, and they're so young. And just, where are you, God? God, would you just make them better? And this device right here. This represents God's love and his will for you. Did you hear what I just said? This represents God's love for you. It's God just if you if you would just make them better. I'd... And God says, <coughs> God, I thought you loved me. I thought you was going th- I thought he was gonna get better. I thought your agenda will never get you ultimately what God has for you. Surrender your agenda. Listen to me. That's all I want to teach you today. That's the whole point of this sermon. You could leave now if you want. All I want you to do, if you want to be filled, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we need to surrender our agenda. I want you to say that with me. Surrender our agenda. And I want you to do it with the A too. One, two, three. Surrender our agenda. If we are going to, now, I want you to notice that we even spelled it that way because we're gangster rappers up in here and we don't believe in spelling anything the way it is. God wants you to surrender your agenda. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. God needs for you to surrender your agenda. God, would you just give me her? I'll, I'll serve you forever. Give me him. Lord, I just want this relationship to work out. Because, I, in all sincerity, God, you're not my God. My affections, my, my God is this relationship. And I can't be happy if this relationship is broken. God goes, I know. some of you this is not so funny (laughs) but I came to church and I thought it was going to get better and I thought that you wanted us together I want your heart God the finances um, they're real tough I love you. Um, if you got no money, can you trust me? If you're broken on the street, can you trust me? If you, if everything that you have, all the things that you think you need to have in order to be happy, if you find yourself at Castle Grayskull, it's just... God, if you don't get me this check by the end of the month, that's it, they're kicking me out. This is my last shot. God says, I know. I'm bigger than your check. I'm bigger than your money. No, 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 but don't you understand? Sorry, I'm sorry. The, I, I got it wrong because the preacher at um, the you know, channel he says that if you know what God will do, now, God doesn't love like this. You know what God does? God says, "Oh, okay, I, you know, this is oh health and wealth and everything that you want. Okay, let me secure those. Okay, don't worry, I'll give them to you when you want. Don't worry, you want them now? Here, 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 you go. Read your Bible. God, I'm, 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 I'm 52." And I just want to be married. It's a good thing to be married. It's, I, don't, I just want to share my life with somebody. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And God sees it as a good thing that you've turned into a God thing. God, is. Um, are you going to restore Israel? Yeah. No. <laughs> God wants you to surrender your agenda. That if you're going to experience the power of God, if you're going to experience the healing of God, you're going to have to surrender your agenda. God, I love this church. I want so many people to know. This one's mine. (laughs) I want so many people to know you. I want your name to be famed. I want you to be lifted high. I want tens of thousands of people. I know it. I want you to love me more. And if the church never grows, and no one ever comes to Christ again, I want you to serve me because I called you. Not because of anything you think will happen. It's God's love. God wants us to surrender our agenda. Jesus responds in verse 7. He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or the dates my Father has set by His own authority. Surrender your agenda. Give it up. Take all of those affections that you waste and use on these other things. And I want you to put your hope. My, remember that old hymn, anybody? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus name on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is God knows, God knows that your tastes change. And if he gave you everything you wanted, you'd be miserable next week. If God gave you, listen to me. He wants to lift us to something better. He wants to give us. He's not crushing those, those affections because He's a mean-spirited God who's a killjoy. He wants to crush them because those will crush any possibility of God working and doing great things in your life. They'll crush any possibility of you experiencing the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They'll crush The very best life that He has planned for you and He made you so He knows what's best for you. He says, You don't get Israel restored in a couple of weeks, a couple of days, or he goes, verse 8, but you will receive power you notice this verse 6 so when they met together they asked him lord are I, are you at this time going to restore and jesus says not restore power it's a difference i don't want to give you back good night if i gave you back what you had before it'd be a mess you'd be a mess god wants us to surrender our agenda but you will receive power power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses someone say witness witnesses. in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria to the ends of the earth now you don't see this here because it's 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 kind of you might miss it but here it is jesus is saying listen You're going to be my witnesses. What's really cool about this word witnesses is that it's like an emissary. Emissary. A person who goes... Okay, so here's what would happen. Um, There would be a king who would uh, come, like let's say for instance to Rome. And then all of the ambassadors or all of the emissaries, emissaries would go out to all the kingdoms and they would say, New King Nero! Hail the new King Nero! And they would proclaim. You know what they would be? They would be his... Witnesses, See, they will be, you will be my witness. There's a kingdom. You know what? You guys asked for the kingdom of Israel. i got a better kingdom. There's the kingdom. And it's not just this little plot of land at the, in the 1040 window. Listen to me. It's, it's the world. You want to just, the a relationship of one person. I'm going to give you relationships with me, the king of the universe. You wanted the provision for one apartment. I will provide for your soul and your heart and your needs. You wanted the security of one relationship. God says, I'll be your security. Okay, God. I can't do this on my own, but I'm going to surrender my agenda. I'm going to surrender. God, what do you want? God, what's on your agenda. God, I'm open. If you, don't, if you want me to be with them, I'll be with them. If you don't want me to be with them, I won't be with them. If the, if the kid's going to get up from the sickbed, or he's not. If the finances are going to come in, or not. It's not my agenda. I trust your love. I have no other competing affections. God, I just want your will. I surrender my agenda. And it's at that point where verse 8 comes in. And God says, then I'll fill you. I'll fill you. I'll fill you with the Spirit of God. I'll fill you. I'll help you. I'll strengthen you. It'll be to overflowing. You will have power and patience. Your, your wife might not change, but God will change you. Your finances might not change, but God will fill you. And listen listen to what this is. When God's love comes in, look. Wow. I'm just full with Him. There's nothing to crush. There's nothing to lose. Listen. God wants to fill us for His purpose, for His agenda, for His desire. So here's what I want. This is all I want you to do. I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the only way you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, anybody know? I wonder if I made myself clear. Surrender. Our agenda, just surrender. Get clean, don't get clean. Relationship, don't get the relationship. Finances, no finance. Health, no health. No, listen to me. I'm not on. I'm. Not. I'm done with small dreams. I'm done with prayerless living. I'm done with powerless life. I am done. God, I surrender my agenda. What do you want? What do you want? I'll do anything. So he fills them. Verse 8, he says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Isn't that good news? I mean, that's the power that we need. Power to persevere. Power to go through difficult times. Power. God never promised that suffering would not come your way. He never said that he would keep you from suffering. He only promised to be with you. During the thing. God wants you to surrender your agenda. And so I love what Jesus says. He goes, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. Listen, you'll receive power to do my will. You not listen, listen to me. I need no extra power to pick this up. It's effortless. I don't need any. I don't need to. I don't need to ask your help to pick this up. To, to pick this up is effortless. I can do this on my own. This is like my living. This is this is what my living looks like. It's just it's effortless. I can do whatever I want. But if I'm going to do something great for God, if I'm going to pick up this building, let's say, I'm going to need the power of God. God doesn't give you power so that you could do your small plans. God gives you power so that you might be enabled to do God-sized plans. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Surrender your agenda. Now, how do we do this? How do, so, so, okay, so we understand. So what does it look like to surrender our agenda? Okay, we're, it, it's, it's, it's as simple as, and I try to think of a simple way, but I, I actually have something for you to do. Um, this week, and it's going to be kind of goofy. But I'm hoping that you do it so that you become accustomed to do it. Because we surrender our agenda, our agenda on a daily basis. Some people talk about a second filling of the Holy Spirit. I'm fine with that as long as you talk about a third and a fourth and a ten thousandth. And a, I need God to fill me. You know what I am? I'm like a cup with a hole on the bottom of it. Boy, I am cracked vessel. I need God every minute of the day. I take my will back in a heartbeat. And so I need God to fill me. Fill me. me day by day why not so that i could do what i want not so that i could be more obnoxious not so that i could be secure in my own strength not so that i could uh get what i want not so that my desire No, no no so that god would be glorified it's so hard to submit to my husband surrender your agenda it's so difficult to walk with this illness. Surrender your agenda. My wife can be so mean spirit. Surrender. I wonder if you're getting what I'm saying here. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit by surrendering. Your agenda. Surrender your agenda. How do we surrender our agenda? Well, it says it right there in the text. I, I, and I, I thought of this mnemonic device. I was so inspired by Raymond's first. Remember a couple of weeks ago? I still remember that sermon. It was such a good sermon. And um, he said, F I R S T, you know, put God first in your finances. I can actually tell you the sermon again. Um, I, I really can. It was just wonderful. Finan- put God first in finance, put God first in your interests, put God first in your relationship, put God first in your. Situations and put God first in your theology. That, that's good preaching. When you can remember a day after, that's good preaching. When you can remember four weeks after, that's awesome. I praise God for Pastor Gus and Pastor Raymond when they come up. Aren't you grateful for the men of God who teach us God's word? I'm so grateful to them. Listen to me. So I'm inspired by that. So here's how we surrender our agenda. It's right there in the text, and we're gonna. It's CPR. Is that cute or what? right c p r right so the first one is it's in community that we surrender our agenda it's in community okay so that's the c god listen to what jesus told them it's in verse 8 verse 8 but you now this word you is the plural ver- uh, it's the uh i forget the grammatical term but it's it's like y'all right we don't have we don't have that in English, but it's like y'all. So he goes, but y'all will receive. In other words, Jesus is not talking to an individual. He's talking to a group. You won't understand half of the New Testament if you don't understand that this is done in community. The Christian life is not you going by yourself off on your own. It's done in community. And the way we, you know, you've heard this, right? Have you ever tried, anybody here try to like, you know, say, okay, I'm going to lose weight in like the next two weeks. Anybody's ever done that? Am I the only one? Right? Yeah, okay. Right, okay. So, right. You know that, the, that um, the, there have been studies done and you know that there is a more likelihood of you fulfilling that commitment if you got a buddy with you. Right? You know why? Because you, you, and there's something powerful about community. Listen to me. If you're living this Christian walk by yourself, you're missing out on the greatness of the Christian life. This is is why next Sunday I'm going to see all of you at my house, and I'm going to cook pizza for you, and we're going to fellowship together, and we're going to have a great time. Every two weeks I have a a little fellowship party at my house, and you're invited. And if you want to go, the the people who do the announcements, Gus and Louisa, they can give you the directions, and they have the copies and all that stuff. But that's next Sunday, not this Sunday. Don't nobody come today. (laughs) Don't nobody come today. Okay, so now watch this. My point is, community... God doesn't want you to walk and love him on your own. There are no such thing as Lone Ranger Christians. We do it in community. But y'all, y'all will receive power. Not you, not you. Y'all will receive power. So it's done in community. The next, uh, the the P stands for pray. That's what the waiting is in verse 4. Do you see that? On, the, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Now, when God says wait to you, it doesn't mean uh, uh, just sitting, uh, watching TV. We say it's, it's a purposeful wait, right? So, um, it, and, and we know that this is a purposeful wait, and we know that they knew that he meant prayer, because on the next chapter, they receive the Holy Spirit in a prayer meeting. They were waiting in prayer. And so it's done in community. So we need to, listen, what that means for us in community is that we need, to, we need to share our surrendering our agenda. We need to share that. We need to do that in community. We need to pray for one another. It's done in prayer. And then finally, it's receive, right? CPR. So how do we surrender our agenda? It's community, it's prayer, and receive. Now, you see receive in verse 8. But you will... Everybody know that next word? Receive power. You will receive power. In other words, you don't have to work yourself up. I know that when you went to your church... That you had to, like, you know, get you, you know, and the music had to play. And then, and you were like feeling in like three hours of the same chorus again. Sing that chorus one more time. Holy Spirit, down. All right, all right. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling. And then you're just like, you know, you go from there. That is not, that is not what the Bible teaches. Here's what the Bible teaches it's yours. Really? Do, do I have to, like, you know, get in a particular posture? And you, no, 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 no. You pray in community, and you surrender your agenda, and it's yours. Receive it. No, 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 God. I got to give up the smoking first, and I got to give up, the, you know, that thing, you know, that thing, you know, that thing. No, it's yours no, but God, I haven't done enough. I haven't been Christian long enough. I haven't, no, no, Shh. What part of it's yours do you not understand? It's yours. Listen to me. You community, pray, and receive. Community, pray, and receive. And every parent goes to the back. I knew I'd lose them. That's great. It's going to be because he was whiny and he wanted a a lollipop or something like that. You'll see. And um, um, So here's what I want you to do. This week, for the rest of your lives, but let's start with one week, okay? Seven days. This week, I want you to do something to surrender your agenda. I want you to physically show. Now, I was thinking, how can we do this in community? Because we're all so, um, you know, how do you say that? Uh, So individualistic right? It's all about us, and it's, you know, it's me, 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 me. So I thought, okay, here's what you're going to do. This week, who here has a Facebook account? Shoot your hand up. Okay, nice. It's like everyone, right? Yeah. It's like four of you don't have a Facebook account, right? Yeah. It's like, um, okay, so listen to me. So here, now, I, I need you to listen up to what I'm about to tell you, okay? This week, I want you on your Facebook account once a day, and I know you go on there like 53 times a day. So once a day, I want you to say, listen, What's your agenda for that day? I have an agenda. I have you know what, God? My agenda is that my wife is going to start agreeing with me. You know what? On Facebook, I want you to say, I surrender my agenda to manipulate people. God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And then and what are you doing? You're praying in community and you're believing God to receive it. And then the next day what I want you to do is what I don't know what it is. You know, um um your finances maybe. You know, God, I surrender my agenda to find security in my finances. That's it. God and I fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit. I want so much more than money. I want you. Um, you know, uh, you know, maybe you have the, the, you know, you might have a loved one with breathing tubes. I surrender my agenda for this person's life. God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray in community. Now, listen to me. As a church, as a church, we need to be, listen. I need you to surrender your agenda, even for this church, even for this community. Ah, but they didn't hug me. Ah, but they didn't say hello. Ah, but they didn't visit me when. Ah, but they didn't, listen, surrender your agenda. Every day this week, if you do not have a Facebook account, then I need you to pick up the phone and say, now watch this, when people, here's what's going to happen. People are going to ask you, and you're going to go, well, we're doing a series on the Holy Spirit, and God wants better for us than our tiny, little, puny, desires, and so I'm surrendering it all. Now, I want you to do this for the rest of your life, but would you just do it for the next seven days? For the next seven days, on your Facebook, today, I surrender my agenda with my health. God, my health is yours. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. You getting it? I surrender my agenda for this marriage. I surrender my agenda for this relationship. I surrender my agenda for this job. I surrender my agenda for this health issue. I surrender my agenda for these finances. I surrender my agenda for this security. I surrender my agenda with these friends. I surrender my agenda with these children. I surrender my agenda. God, you fill me. And this is how you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. God, I'm, I pray for my friends. Lord, I know. I know that we talked about things that are very meaningful and not bad and not that we want something that's outside or sin, but we want, Lord, it's, it's competing for our affections for you. Father, I pray that we might, like the apostles, put down our... Desire for Israel's reign and authority and receive the power that you give. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now who are going through such a difficult time. I pray, oh God, that as a community, we would embrace each other. We would walk through pain with one another. We would glorify you. And we would lift you high. And that you would be celebrated. Father, I pray that we would surrender our agenda. And that we would see by faith, even when the devil says, but you know what you did yesterday. Even when Satan says, even when our flesh reminds us of the wrong and the sin and the not good enough and not jump high enough and not duck low enough. Even when all of that comes in, Lord, I pray that we receive your power by faith. Father, move in a powerful way in our congregation. Help us, Lord, if we don't have a faith to call each other, even to add that, to ask each other, what are you surrendering your agenda to? Lord, that we would be filled with the Spirit, having no competing affections for you. We thank you for all you're going to do, for we do pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.